Ready to start the next chapter of your career? Earn an executive MBA from Georgetown McDonough. Designed for working professionals and ranked number one in the world for international business by the Financial Times, the program features two global residencies, mentorship opportunities, a vibrant campus community, and the access only Washington, D.C. can offer. See how Georgetown's Executive MBA can help you advance at choosegeorgetown.com EMBA. The FT. Last night I did what I always do when I'm feeling jaded. I got out my boxed set of madmen and immersed myself in the hedonistic, glamorous world of Madison Avenue in the 1960s, when all women were a 38 triple D cup, all men drank scotch from lunchtime till bedtime, everyone chain smoked and fornicated whenever they got the chance. The show is delightful because of its contrast to the dreariness of modern, straight-laced office life. In the last ten days, two things have happened that make me think that the laces are now pulled too tight. So tight, in fact, that they're cutting off the flow of oxygen to the head and making people, at least in the US, behave most oddly. The first example was the sex scandal that resulted in the resignation of Mark Hurd as CEO of Hewlett-Packard. As sex scandals go, this one was scandalously unsexy. Indeed, according to news reports, there was no sex in it at all. There was no harassment, no hanky or panky, yet the close personal relationship between Hurd and a female consultant nevertheless breached the company's rules and action therefore needed to be taken. Zero tolerance, said the headlines in the FT a week ago. But zero tolerance of what? I've read all the news stories and the press releases and the only damning thing I could find was that Hurd and the woman had had some dinners together which were put on expenses. This was judged grave enough to cause Hurd to get out the birch rod and beat himself with it, saying, I did not live up to the standards and principles of trust, respect and integrity that I have espoused at HP. But what standards were these? And how didn't he live up to them? The HR board was congratulated for acting decisively in ousting the formerly heroic CEO. It may have been decisive, but the decision was a feeble one. It decided that it would be better to lose a good CEO than to admit that he was a slightly flawed human being. The price was heavy. Shareholders lost $10 billion overnight in the value of their shares, while disgraced herd left the company with a fat payoff. The most puzzling detail about it all is that the meals appear to have cost $20,000. The only explanation I can think for such a big bill is that Hurd and the woman comforted themselves for being unable to commit adultery by committing gluttony instead. While the modern Hewlett-Packard-style sex scandal is long on scandal and short on sex, in Mad Men things are the other way round. Heavy on sex, light on scandal. This seems healthier all round, particularly as far as shareholders are concerned. At Sterling Cooper, the fictional agency, fornication is messy and people get hurt and babies get conceived out of wedlock. There's a human cost, but the agency itself escapes unscathed and the business of writing and selling ads goes on unaffected. There is a delightful simplicity and innocence to it all. 
employees work, behave badly and then work some more. They also do something else at Sterling Cooper that no one does 40 years on in America. Drink. The second thing that happened last week shows just how extreme the anti-booze fanaticism has become. At the Academy of Management in Montreal, a paper was presented proving that simply holding a glass of wine can damage your career. In the most dismal experiment ever carried out, 610 managers were asked to watch candidates being interviewed over dinner. The interviewer ordered wine, some candidates followed suit, while others chose soda. Even though the candidates didn't raise the glass to their lips, those with wine in front of them were judged less intelligent than those staring at a glass of Fanta. Watching Don Draper in Mad Men raise something far stronger than wine to his lips every few seconds does not make me suspect for an instant that the creative giant of Madison Avenue is a moron, though it does make me fear for his liver. Instead, watching the beautiful amber liquid in the decanter on his sideboard brings on a longing for those heavy drinking days. This nostalgia is only slightly dented by my memory of what life was actually like in the 1980s on Fleet Street when journalists sloped off to the pub every lunchtime. Unless my memory is playing tricks, the men then didn't look like Don Draper. They had giant pot bellies and they sometimes slurred their words in the afternoon and didn't get as much done as they might have otherwise. In the world of Mad Men, judgment was warped by lust and alcohol. But in the puritanical, modern business world, judgment is warped by something more pernicious, fear of lust and fear of alcohol. Both worlds were bad, but the first surely had the edge on the second. At least it was intermittently enjoyable. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Capital One has a fresh take on banking. Now you can open a new savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Banking with Capital One means five times the savings toward your dream honeymoon or five times the savings toward your family's ultimate vacation, even five times the savings toward just feeling good about saving. It's time to make your savings goals come true. This is Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One and a member FDIC.